Welcome to another episode of the Game Preview Podcast presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet. I'm Ethan Greenberg, Cynthia Freeland on the West Coast. Joining us early in the morning on West Coast time, like 7.30 a.m. over there, Cynthia. Is that right? No, it's never too early. It's I'm on East Coast time. We're good. We're good. It's 10.30. We're good. Uh, 10.30. 10.30. That's what I'm talking about. So this is how we're going to wake you up here. Just like last week, we got to start off with the coin toss, and that will determine where we go first, whether we talk Jets or whether we talk Titans. So with that being said, you went tails last week. Are you sticking to tails again? Yes, tails never fails. I'm loyal to tails. <laughs> okay, so you will always be going tails. And <laughs> all right, it's heads. It's heads. So that means I get to choose. And last week, last week we ch- we talked Jets first, right? I think we so, did. W- so with that, you know what? Let's let's spice it up a little bit. Let's talk about this Tennessee Titans team that's coming to town before we can talk about the Jets. And right now, the Jets zero three, welcoming it, welcoming in a two and one Titans team. And let's just start with their rushing offense, because that's really the bread and butter of the Tennessee Titans the past couple of years. Obviously no pun intended. The offense runs through Derrick Henry. So what have you made out of Derrick Henry so far through three games in this season? Well, one distinct difference, even though he yet again leads the league in rushing, is they're actually passing the ball to him more often, which we almost never saw with Arthur Smith, that he didn't catch passes. But this season, now Todd Downing's there, of course, the architect of the offense now. And, it's, you know, he's getting a little uptick in the in the passing yards. But he also leads in outside rushing attempts, 54 attempts, and that means outside the tackles. And then he has a 5.1-yard average when doing that. That's about ninth best. So most outside the rushing attempts and then most average. And I want to point out something good about the Jets here because when I look to see who's really good at stuffing runs on outside attempts, meaning not allowing the offense to get two yards, you know who's fourth best? The Jets, 24.4% of the time, they're stuffing outside rushing attempts. So this is a really interesting area. And by the way, they led in this metric last season. 24.9% was their average last season on run stuffs on outside attempts. All right. Well, the Jets defensive line, definitely the strength of their defense with players like Quinn and Williams, Sheldon Rankins, Falaranzo Fadokasi, especially on the interior. Then you think about guys like on the outside, like we've talked about, like John Franklin Myers. But what in terms of Derrick Henry, Cynthia, what's crazy to me each year, I feel like everyone's waiting for Derrick Henry to fall off. Right. He, he I would say he had like a pedestrian start to his career. Then obviously the past two or three years, he's really been the premier back in the NFL, one of a few. And he has such a different style than like Christian McCaffrey, who the Jets saw in week one and the electrifying backs. He is, He's just all force, and he's pretty fast, too. And the thing that really blows my mind, let's just look at last week alone, 28 attempts. Like, the Titans do not fear giving him the ball and overworking him, it seems. No, they're they're certainly not afraid because, well, that was actually the knock. If you remember, he went to Alabama, and you remember, he came out the same year as Ezekiel Elliott. And when they were talking draft time, okay, what's the difference between Alabama and, and Ohio State running backs here? And everyone was like, Derrick Henry has too many miles on him. They, they, they're like, he's going to get hurt. He's just too many miles on him. It's just, it's not sustainable. I mean, he proved us all wrong. I mean, we're sitting here several years later being like, well, you know, he is actually, you know, 
still taking that same sort of volume and still being able to be super, super efficient. So it's interesting that that has kind of always been the knock and it's kind of something he's always proven us wrong with, but he does force missed tackles a lot. His center of gravity is a lot higher than a lot of running backs. So he runs with a higher center of gravity. So if he gets a full head of steam, he can actually carry a lot more guys with him than other running backs just based on his stature. So he's a really interesting one to track and he's super like, kind of more like old school in terms of like actually rushing the football, except for I told you this year, a few more pass catches. You know, I'm just looking up right now what he's listed at on the Titans roster, just height and weight wise, just to put things in perspective, six, three, 247 pounds. Like Cynthia, if I were to tell you, like if I took away the name, the number, the position, everything, but six, three, 247, what position would you say that equates to? Tight end. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he would be a running back at all. So like, he's always, like I said, he's always kind of proved us wrong. So, you know, it's it just, a, it's just a different style. He's, he's a very special athlete. I actually got a chance to meet him a couple of years ago. Um, first, Oh, I met him at the combine and he was like a very, very serious young man. And then I met him a couple of years later uh, at the NFL honors where he was, you know, he won a pretty good award and he, he's just a very, uh, he's a very nice kid. So very, very grown up now. He's like, you, didn't think I was going to be as good as Ezekiel. And I'm like, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. <laughs> you, you're right. <laughs> also, you're right. You know, I was wrong. <laughs> even if I were right and Derrick Henry told me I was wrong, I would say yes, because of he is huge. And I don't, I don't want any part to do with nope. Derrick Henry. Okay. So nope. I do not envy <laughs> the Jets defense this weekend or any defense for that matter. But in terms of this Jets defense, Cynthia, just looking at last week's number against the Broncos, I know what the final score says. Melvin Gordon averaged 3.4 yards a carry. Javante Williams uh, averaged 2.4 yards a carry. The Jets are, last week, they, they took care of the run. So if the Jets are able to take care of the run, relatively speaking, against the Titans, how much of an advantage could that be in this game? Yeah, well, the first thing you should know is that Derrick Henry faces stacked boxes a lot. And that's because a lot of teams can't stop him using kind of traditional strategies. They have to just load the box full of people, which, by the way, becomes a problem because usually there's A.J. Brown. He has a hamstring injury, so I don't know if he's playing. But then you now have Julio Jones to contend with. And it used to be Corey Davis that you had to contend with. So it, it's kind of a one-two punch that's very hard to defend. The interesting part here is when you got, have guys like Foley, you have guys like you know Sheldon Rankins, you have got all these guys on the interior. It does make it more of a strategy game, so they don't necessarily have to always lo load the box, which gives them an advantage at stopping the pass as well, especially to help the young corners out. WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit W. WYNNBet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. All right, so that was first down. Derrick Henry and the Titans rushing offense against the Jets rushing defense. That's probably going to be one of the, one of the matchups to watch, The probably maybe the matchup to watch if you're a Jets fan, because like I said earlier, the Titans offense runs through Derrick Henry, which leads us to Ryan Tannehill, who's revived his career with the Tennessee Titans. And like you mentioned, Cynthia, A.J. Brown, hamstring week to week. We don't know if he's going to play, but the Titans did get a guy named Julio Jones, like you said, in the offseason. What have you seen from Ryan Tannehill and this passing attack so far through three games? 
Well, one thing that I've seen is Ryan Tannehill be sacked. I mean, he's been sacked 10 times. That's the third most in the NFL. It's his most in like since he's been a Titan. And it's an interesting kind of note because obviously a lot of those came in that first game against Chandler Jones and the Arizona Cardinals, but it still didn't look super great since then. It was, there was five in that one game. So that kind of disproportionately weighs the sack total. But I think that if you look to see, okay, there are areas to exploit the pressure. Ryan Tannehill under sustained pressure is a little different than Ryan Tannehill when that play action gets going in the good good. So let's be honest, if there's a good pressure situation, it's going to make it a lot harder for Julio Jones to be super effective because, you know, best strategy with Julio Jones, don't let him catch the ball. You know, that's probably the better way to do it, right? So by doing that, by pressuring Ryan Tannehill, then you have a chance to kind of slow Julio Jones down. Also, I just want, in terms of this Jets passing defense, I just want to put this out there. I know Mac Jones and Teddy Bridgewater completed a high amount of their percentages against the Jets, but Teddy Bridgewater threw for 235 yards. Mac Jones threw less than 200 yards. What do you make of the numbers that say they're completing a lot of passes, just not a lot of yards? What does that mean about what the Jets defense is doing against their opponents? Well, you saw it was like a 26, just under 26% pressure rate. So 25.9% of the time, like over a quarter of the time, they were getting effective pressure to, to the opposing quarterback last game. And that's a big deal. Shorter passes are like very trendy right now in the NFL. You, I mean, you saw Ben Roethlisberger, like only short pass last season. You see Mac Jones using, usually you see rookies kind of integrate it as they're kind of getting used to opposing NFL defenses, but people are trying to get rid of pressure. They don't know how, right. Then the best way to do it is, is to do those quick passes. So you're not getting a high number. So for example, when I like look forward to see what Ryan Tannehill could potentially produce in this game, his season long average right now is 252 yards. Well, I have him under 246 in 59% of my simulations. Like I think this number for him, this game could be like 230 to something like that very easily. So you're just saying that that's a huge like point of respect for what this defensive front can do. All right. And also, what do you, the Titans receiving core entering this season, I would argue that many people would say it is one of the better, if not one of the best duos in the NFL between Julio Jones and AJ Brown. Let's assume AJ Brown does not play Sunday for all intents and purposes. That means it's Julio Jones and the rest of the crew that includes Josh Reynolds, who came over from the L.A. Rams. How much of a difference does that make not having A.J. Brown in the lineup for the Titans, if indeed that's the case? It's a big, it makes a huge difference because then you can focus a bit more on the run. Then you can, because that's obviously going to be something you need to stop. And remember this season opposed to seasons prior, they don't have that like pass catching tight end. That's secretly actually a wide receiver, right? Like they don't, you know, John Smith's now with the Patriots. So they're, they're in an interesting situation where they're, And the strategy before with Arthur Smith was to always kind of use those heavy sets, meaning like put the tight ends down, like just get a ton of ton of room for Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill to get the run game going. So play action can go without one of their key pieces. And then they also don't have that pass catching tight end. They can't do it the same. And Todd Downing hasn't done it the same. So they've tried to create that pass catching upside for, it seems like Derrick Henry, but that's something I think your guy, you know, that safety that's, pretty darn good. He, I don't think he's going to let that happen. Uh, yeah, we, we've talked about him a time or two on this uh, Heard of on him the Game Preview podcast. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be Marcus May, of course. And Always. We, we can't. Uh, he's like my favorite. Well, I don't pick favorites, but, you know, 
Actually, Jonathan right. Franklin so, Myers might be my favorite. Darn it. <laughs> I don't know. I just like him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, we're allowed to have multiple favorites here, Cynthia. That's right? right. You don't need one. You can have multiple. I, I approve. <laughs> I approve. So for the Titans offensive line, I think this is this is something that we should talk about. Do you think that the Jets have a favorable matchup heading into this line or heading into this game up front in terms of the Jets defensive line and the Titans offensive line in terms of pass protection and pass rush. I don't think that Taylor Lewan, who's their left tackle, I don't think he's going to get smoked to the tune of five sacks like he did with Chandler Jones. I mean, that's just, that doesn't happen. Taylor Lewan is a very good left tackle. I do think in the interior, there is, there are a lot of areas to exploit though. So I, I, I think it's actually going to be one of the, but to me, this is the most interesting part of the game. You know, I love O-line and D-line play just like in general. That's, I spent like my entire master's degree studying the big, men in the middle. So I always look at this. So I, I think there's a lot to exploit, but I wouldn't necessarily focus on exploiting. Like we saw that, that one game we got it, but like, let's go with those interior guys. Like, let's look at the, like who's in the a gaps, like get the, that. And that's better pressure. It's faster pressure anyways. All right. So that's, that wraps up the Titans passing offense against the jets passing defense, which of course is our second quarter here on the game preview podcast, which means we're in a halftime. And right there, I took a sip of water. No, I didn't really, but we're moving on. Take it out, right you the, know, make the halftime yeah, okay. adjustments. Let's go. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Maybe eating Uncrustable. That would be my halftime <laughs> snack. If I were if I were a football player, I would be eating peanut butter jellies at halftime. I just I'm throwing that out there. Do you approve? I, I mean, I absolutely approve. I think I still I still eat orange slices. I don't know about you, but I uh, oh yeah. Come on, it's great. <laughs> I I go for uh, I go for peanut butter jelly before I go for orange slices. <laughs> But I do recognize that orange slice is probably a little healthier and delicious as well. The great champions, and whenever you talk to teams that win championships, the common denominators, they talk about how great the locker room was. A little juice tonight, let's fly around. Touchdown, Corey Davis. A lot of these guys lean on me, and you know, that's something that I want. You know, I want that pressure. Like I said, I'm ready for it. The beautiful thing about football is that these players all come from different backgrounds, and they have an amazing history behind them. And they're all thrown into a locker room, man. We've got to try to come together as one. So that takes us to our third quarter. Let's start with the Jets passing offense against the Titans passing defense. The storyline here, like in terms of just national storyline, is Corey Davis playing against his former team the year after he signs or the year that he does sign with the Jets in the offseason. Remember, Corey Davis, fifth overall pick of the Titans in 2017, Will he have a favorable matchup against the Titans' retooled secondary? Yeah, so the Titans' secondary, when you go and you track to see how much separation. So we track, like, you know, when you're targeted and when you're not targeted, right? So whichever route you're running, if you kind of look to see the routes that Corey Davis usually runs and what this defense has been able to or not been able to do against such runs, well, they've allowed at least 1.5 yards more separation on these routes than Corey Davis has seen so far this season. This the defenses that the Jets have faced are really like very good defenses. And I'm not suggesting that the Titans is not a very good defense, but it's not the same caliber as what they've seen in terms of. I mean, that secondary, especially for the Broncos, look out very good. Going off of what you just said, Cynthia, is there anything I don't want to look in the rearview mirror, but where do those teams, the Panthers, the Patriots, and the Broncos? rank in terms of just defense overall so far through three weeks of the season, just to give some perspective as to how good they are. So 
let's if like we're gonna make it really simple because obviously I throw a lot of numbers out here and it could be like blah, 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 like numbers, but let's just say like let, let's rank things one through thirty-two, right? These teams all belong in the top five, maybe top six. At the end of the season, when we look back, they'll all rank in the top five. So it's not been an easy start for the Jets, like period, full stop. And especially if you look to see like what other rookie quarterbacks have had to contend with, you know, like Justin Fields, notwithstanding, because that guy got just crushed last game. But apart from that, it's it's been a Zach Wilson's had a very difficult entrance to the NFL. All right, so then going off of that, what do you expect from Zach Wilson this Sunday at MetLife Stadium against the Tennessee Titans? I can imagine that there is a special Corey Davis end zone play. I, I think we're definitely, like, this is, I'm very excited for it. Maybe not two. We've, we've been there. We got it. But, like, you know, one Pater at least. I like that touchdown. I like the odds for a touchdown there. And I think what we'll see is it will look a little better because the Titans, okay, we'll, we'll put it out there. Last game. Harold Landry went to BC because we got to bring it up, right? Harold oh boy. Landry. Oh, boy. Individually. I did not say for the record, when you mentioned Chandler Jones, I didn't bring up Syracuse, but also he's not. You could have brought up Syracuse. We're good. I know. No, but, but look. <laughs> I know. Like, I didn't, he's not involved in, like, in, in the Jets right now or their opponent, obviously. So I, I felt like, you know, I'd just be. He already crushed their opponent. That's good. Actually, think your Syracuse guy helped you out, right? Because he showed them the way to explore. Ah. You got it. There we go. The Syracuse guy is helpful. The BC guy could be a problem because he had 12 individual (laughs) pressures last game, which is the most for any player so far, like checked by next-gen stats in a single game so far this season. Now, I don't think that will happen again because part of that was exploiting a mismatch and then Obviously, if you don't adjust at halftime like us, we adjusted at halftime. They need they didn't do that. That's how you get 12 pressures. But whatever. The, the point is that the front is better than the back. But I think this is where you see Zach Wilson being able to figure out, okay, with this pressure's coming here, maybe maybe use a bit of a shorter pass to try to, to get some, some rhythm going. But I, I think it will keep looking better and better. Listen, this is a good defense. It's not a top-tier defense like they've already seen. All right. Well, I just wanted to be known. I want to repeat this stat. Harold Landry, 12 quarterback pressures in a single game, correct? Yep, but he put it on film I mean, that, how to do it. So maybe they uh, can stop, that, right? They'll yeah. stop it. Well, but that's insane. I, I mean, like 12, 12 quarterback pressures in a single game. It, I, I don't study pressures every week across the NFL, but I would have to imagine that's like pretty, pretty dang Rare. impressive, not only like in this season, but in the past couple seasons, if not longer than that. It also shows that they didn't account for him because you like Aaron Donald is the best defender in the league. He just is right. And they double triple team him and he still gets like four or five pressures a game, but you don't get 12 unless someone leaves the lane very open for you. You know, you get like last game you saw like the, the, the Quinton Williams had two pressures, but they accounted for him in every single snap, right? You don't get 12 without someone letting you run free. I just wanted to be known also that I spoke to Mike Keith, the voice of the Titans earlier this week. And he said, I asked him who's one player that maybe doesn't get enough attention nationwide when looking at the Titans, because they do have Derrick Henry and Julio Jones and AJ Brown. And he mentioned Harold Landry. That was and like, he didn't, he didn't miss a beat. He said Harold Landry because X, Y, Z, this adds to that. And that's how we wrap up our third quarter, which leads us to the fourth quarter. 
WinBet is now live in New Jersey, and they're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports, from boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport. They have what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $500 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. WinBet, an official sportsbook and gaming partner of the New York Jets. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-270-7117. The Jets rushing offense against the Titans rushing defense. And the Jets rushing attack week two, 152 yards on the ground. Week three in Denver, only 40 some odd yards. So what did you think? What did you think was the biggest difference between weeks two and three? And what do you then expect this week at MetLife Stadium? Part of it was the game script. I mean, if you look to see passing in the second half had to happen just based on the game script. So that happens. And second, I think, let's be honest, like, let's give Vic Fangio his his due, right? Vic Fangio is a really good defensive mind, and he can stop things like, you know, the best rushing attacks. And like Vic Fangio has to face, you know, some pretty darn good teams in his division quite often. So if you, it's, it's, I'm not, a, I'm not um, worried, I guess, is the, is the thing like, it's interesting. My, Michael Carter, I, I'm, I'm all in, like, I, I want to see more about how to keep using his ability to break tackles, forcing missed tackles. I think it will keep looking better, but if you put someone in a situation where it's the, the scoreboard is what the scoreboard is, it's very hard to continue running late into the second half. It just doesn't work out from the math, from the, what you have to call plays with also Michael Carter I would say right now has gotten the most run in terms of both passing plays and rushing plays out of the Jets running back obviously Kevin Coleman did not play last week against the Broncos but I assume he'll be back in the lineup uh, this Sunday against the Tennessee Titans at MetLife Stadium you know looking at the Titans numbers like just rankings in terms of the NFL when you go one to 32 a couple numbers stand out here Their rushing defense is 12th in the NFL. They allow an average of 100 yards, but their scoring defense is 25th. They allow an average of 28 points. So do you think that the Jets can try to establish a run up front this weekend, or you think that the numbers are uh, miscast here for the Tennessee Titans? I mean, you always have to factor in who they've played because just like everything else, all these averages with only three games are, they're kind of misleading. It's a small sample size. I, like throw all that out and look at the number of first downs. I don't think this is going to be the highest scoring game because both teams need to figure out a little bit more in the run game. So, which just means high scoring games need lots of different possessions and lots of scoring possessions. I think this is like, you know, we have Derek Henry who rush, runs the ball that right there, you're not going to have like 15 possessions in the game. Right. So let's just, let's just like temper it down, keep everything a little slow. I don't think they're as good as, is that sounds with the 12th ranked rush defense, but I also think they're not as like the, I don't think it's as bad as the 28th scoring defense. I mean, you know, Russell Wilson can score on you pretty quick. <laughs> That's fair. And you know, that game, for those who don't know, that was a bizarre game. Super the bizarre. Seahawks and Titans, right? It was like 24 to nine at halftime. And then Titans come back and win in overtime. And the Titans are a good team. They won the right. AFC South last yes. year. They were 11 and five. They'll win it again this year because the AFC South is other than them and very confusing other than them. Yes. Yes, it is. And Bud Dupree, Julio Jones, big free agent additions. Bud Dupree dressed last week for the Titans. 
but did not play after playing in weeks one and two. He's only like 10 months out of his ACL surgery. So let's wrap up the fourth quarter with this before we just get like some overtime thoughts here. The Jets rushing attack will be successful if what? The Jets rushing attack will be successful if they can recognize the exotic fronts. So Mike Vrabel comes from Bill Belichick tree, played for Bill Belichick for a billion years, crafts a defense like Bill Belichick, which means lots of exotic fronts. Nothing's a real 4-3 or 3-4. It's always some hybrid in in and of there. And they, they can recognize that, and they can use Elijah Veritaker, who's very good, and create some inside space. for. That's it. That's it. Keep it simple. Let's keep it simple. Don't worry about too much outside stuff. You'll you'll need the outside stuff because that's how that's how it works. But get get those nice like old school old school reps in because that's where it's gonna. It looks like it. It looks like a Patriots front, right? The pressure comes from for wherever. So use your better players and create the space where they can create space. Don't worry about you know. Don't, don't keep it simple. All right, keep it simple. That's how we wrap up the game. But that's not how we wrap up the game preview podcast because that was our fourth quarter. Now the floor is yours, Cynthia. This is overtime. You can, any thoughts you have, whether it's a player that you want to give more love to, whether it's just a general thought, like the Jets need to do this if they have a chance to win. And with that, the floor is yours. I I really think that, look, I understand that nobody likes interceptions and I understand that nobody, like it, it sounds crazy, but I actually have been seeing a lot of positive growth on a lot of the markers that show long-term success for Zach Wilson. So I, I understand that it's like, I get it, but I'm not worried about that because when you factor in the quality and caliber of the defenses he's faced, like let's get it over with now. And then he can have that muscle memory. I mean, brain muscle, your brain's muscle, sure. Whatever muscle memory of what he saw from these really good defenses. And then it will start to look easier against the defenses that are not as stout. So I'm like, I'm still like very, very, like very bullish on Zach Wilson. I'm not letting back with my touchdown number. I'm not letting back with any of it. Like he's still, we're, we're good here. We're good here, fam. Cynthia is full steam ahead. She says, rip the bandaid off. Now let's play some football. That's essentially what you're saying, right? Exactly. I mean, it, it doesn't, it's the national football league. It, it's going to look hard. Like I understand it would, it might be, it might more W's might've happened if they played easier earlier, but end of season next season, like you want a quarterback for forever. You don't want a quarter. Well, not forever, but you want a quarterback for a long time, not for like three games to start his career. Is there anything in particular, and we'll wrap up with this. You, you mentioned the mark, the positive markers for you. What are some of those? Some of those, well, when I look to see how much his head's moving, one of the things that like analytics people track is like, we don't know if a quarterback's confused or not. We're not on the sideline. I don't know him. He doesn't call me and tell me he's confused, right? So if you're moving your head around a lot, it seems more confused, right? But he has stood there. He knows exactly where he's supposed to be going with it. And he keeps pushing it into these tight windows. Well, tight windows are not the best thing to, it, but it, they're getting better. The, the point is, is the angles and where he's going with it are getting better and they're getting more NFL. Like he didn't play in, you know, college was different last year. Like none, none of these guys really played like a true, it was a very weird season for absolutely everyone because of COVID and everything going on. So it's going to take a minute to get used to the speed. All right. And that is how, we wrap up the game preview podcast presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport. Bet together at WinBet Jets Titan Sunday, 1 o'clock, CBS at MetLife Stadium. Cynthia, thanks a lot. We'll see you next Thank week. Thank you. Have a good weekend.